and welcome to Making Babies, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch's podcast about pregnancy. This podcast is usually hosted by Blythe Bernhard, our health and medical reporter, and it's kind of fitting that she's not here because she's on maternity leave taking care of her new little guy, born almost two months ago, and her two-year-old son. So you're stuck with me for a little bit. I'm Leah Thorson. I cover transportation and co-host the episodes of Inside the Post-Dispatch. That's another post podcast we do, and it takes a closer look at some of the stories we're reporting on. And I'm about six months pregnant with my first baby, which is apparently how I was chosen to fill in for Blythe. So today we're going to talk about something transportation and baby related, and that is car seats, which sounds like one of those things like it shouldn't be that hard, but I've been doing a little looking around and it sure seems (laughs) a little daunting to me. So joining me today are two people who are going to help explain this. Um, We have Libby Ann Bender here. She's a community education instructor at St. Louis Children's Hospital, and she is a certified child passenger safety technician. And we have Greg Johnson, the breaking news editor of the Post-Dispatch and STLToday.com. And he is a new first-time dad to an almost one-month-old little girl. So thank you to both of us for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Let's, Let's start with Greg. So Greg recently went through what I'm about to go through right now, which is trying to figure out which seat to buy, how to get it installed, and basically hoping not to screw up something really important to keep the baby safe if there's an accident. Okay. <laughs> so how how far along, like, when did you start looking and where did you start looking for advice on how to do this? I want to guess we were about three or four months pregnant and sort of just starting to know we were getting excited and mm-hmm. it's one of the sort of big things you've got to get and you've got to, you know, as you said, you want to get the right thing. It's something that matters a whole lot. It's not the color of a blanket you get. It's like, this is, you know, yeah. the child's life. So we were, you know, knew it was important. Um, I think we just started started researching online, looking um, at what was well rated on different online sites uh, and narrowed it down a little bit. And then uh, my, in my case, my wife has a really small car. So we went to one of the stores, you know, Bye Bye Baby or Babies R Us, and they'll actually let you take the car seats out and try them in your car. So we went there and just sort of figured out what fit best in her car with it while still being safe because it has to. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure it's not touching the back of the seat in front of it. Uh, you know, different factors like that that we found through online research. We went there and just tried it in the parking lot one day. Uh, had different examples and put them in practice, getting them in and out, and sort of narrowed it through that to to one choice. So we did that pretty early, partly just because it was a big decision and partly you know we wanted to get it on our registry so someone could get it for us and you know we could have some fun opening that on our (laughs) baby shower (laughs) so did you know much about them had you ever installed them looked at them absolutely not i didn't have a kid before (laughs) i don't know anyone really closely who has one it's the sort of thing i think you completely ignore until you need one so uh, i didn't know a thing about them um I think the thing that I learned most is that there's this new latch system, or maybe it's not that new. I'm sure you could answer that. but mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so it's been around since the early 2000s. Every car after 2008 pretty much all have them. It's a requirement. So, so what is what is a latch system? Well, so that's really... I remember I know, as a is. kid, I think like you had to loop the seatbelt through this car seat. They were sort of like yeah. a, it's complicated, like <laughs> attaching it, and it seemed difficult. This latch system, and again, you can, I'm sure you can explain it better, but it basically has two little clamp-like things, and there's already in your car, if it's a newer car, two little hooks basically for it to, to clamp onto, and you just shove those in there, they click, and then you tighten it, and it's done for the base of your car seat. It's really, It was really easy, I thought. So is that something that's fairly new, or has that been around a while, Libby? It, it's been around for a while, um, like I said, since early 2000s. Some okay. of cars had them a little bit before then. Um, anyone, if you go out to your car right now, you're going to find them. They're just little 
like D-rings almost in the back of your car, in the seat of the car, kind of tucked in underneath the cushions. Um, and really that and seatbelt installation are equally as safe. They're supposedly the easier way to install, but that's not always true. Every car and car seat's different. Oh, okay. See? So for me, they were hidden down there sort of in the crack yeah. between the back of the seat and the bottom part of the seat that where you would never know they're there until the day comes you need to install one, and then they clicked right on. So. Okay. So then when you were going about looking for this, did you look for only the car seats that had the base with them or the ones that you buy the base separately and then you have the car seat separately? Or? We looked for, I guess, what's called a car seat system or a car seat. Yeah, car seat system. Yeah, and okay. uh, <laughs> it's a seat and then you can get a separate base for each car because we had my car and my wife's car mm-hmm. and we sort of knew there'd be times where we're juggling the child and someone has to pick them up, someone has to drop them off. Um, and then it also comes with sort of the stroller part that the seat can also snap into. So you can take the seat, snap into the car seat in one car, take it, put it in the other car, it snaps right in, and put it in the in the stroller, and it snaps right in there too. So it makes it really easy to kind of go f- go from there. Is that what most people do, Libby, or do can you use one car seat and two bases? Or yeah, what we find mostly is that um, people will buy the car seat with the base, and just like you, buy extra bases to go along with it for you know other partners, grandparents, wherever you're really taking that seat. We do see sometimes that people will buy just the seat or maybe install in another car with just using the seat and a seat belt, and that's perfectly safe as well. Um, the base just kind of gives you that little extra convenience factor. Oh, okay. So then when, so what what made you decide to buy the seat that you ended up buying? What was the I think it was just a combination. Factor? In the end of it had really good ratings. We, we looked a lot of, like, you know, obviously there's the safety ratings, but then mm-hmm. what people said about the ease of use – uh, and those sorts of things. And then it it also fit really well in her small car. And so it was oh, sort yeah. of the perfect, you know, met our needs. So I think just important to figure out what your needs are. And that was a challenge we had that many people might not. But a small car, we kind of had to have a, uh, a seat that was small enough to fit in there safely um, and had all the other things we wanted with it. So when did you install the seat? Like when you were, we got to be ready to go to the hospital. Like, let's get it ready. Uh, I would say maybe... Uh, I don't know, 36 weeks, something where we started to feel like, okay, this is getting real. There actually is a baby coming. I need to, <laughs> I need to do this. So, you know, one day I just went down and got out the booklet that came with it and uh, and wrestled with it a little bit. But it really wasn't that hard. I, I found the latch system pretty easy. You just kind of shove these two things in there. It clamps onto those D-rings that she was talking about. Um, and then I think it's really important to tighten it up really tight after that. So I mm-hmm. just there's like a, a strap you pull that just tightens it and, and so that the base can't move at all. And you just kind of wiggled it and it didn't move. And I thought that was right. So that's (laughs) sort of where I ended that. Um, And then once we had the actual baby and we left the hospital, we got her in the car seat, snapped the seat in there. And actually, a couple days later, we went by Children's Hospital that has this service where you can go and they'll look at the car seat, make sure the base is installed correctly, make sure the baby's in this car seat correctly and can help inform you about what uh, other things you need to do, and also the age ranges when they need to be in the car seat, front-facing versus back-facing. There's a lot of, of different guidelines now that you have to follow that they were able to inform us on. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Libby, the service that you guys offer at Children's Hospital, how that works? Yeah, so it's called Safety Stop, and it's an education-based program. Um, we're all about teaching families about how to use their seat and how to install. Um, about 80% of car seats out there are used incorrectly, whether that's with install or how the baby's harnessed in. Um, so we always want to make sure that every child is safe. Mm-hmm. So with at Safety Stop, what we do is we have families that either, like you did, bring your car seat in and we'll check everything, make sure you're good to go. Or we have families that will just 
come with them, like bring their new seats with them and have no idea how to install. And we're there to help teach them how to do everything. Um, we're very, we're strong advocates of having parents do a lot of the work themselves. We want them to install the seat so they feel confident. So if they ever do need to move the seat, which realistically will happen, they mm-hmm. don't have to freak out and try to find someone to help them do the seat for them. They'll have that confidence already to do it themselves. And how long does that usually take, like each each stop, if you will? Yeah, so um, we have our appointment set up by calling 314-454-KIDS. And with that, each appointment lasts roughly 40 minutes. We like to go over... Um, registration for the car seat, um, different things about how to put the baby in the seat, and then we show them on our little demo seats inside how to install the seat. Then we go out to the car, and it's the parent's job. Talk them through it and double-check to make sure everything's good. Um, We also have a little bit of a pre-test that we like to give parents, so just fair warning that you might have to do that. (laughs) It's okay if you don't know a lot of the information because by the end of it, you'll learn all of it. And Greg said he got an A+. Plus. I don't know if that was a grade he well, gave himself. Or... I don't know. They, they're great there because they told me I got an A-plus from installation, and they told my wife that she didn't look like she just had a baby. So we were both very happy with the experience. <laughs> they, gave us, they gave us exactly what we wanted. No, they told me I'd done a really good job installing the, the base into the car. Um, but I think we did learn about how to kind of get the baby in the car seat because, you know, we put her in there and then try to tighten the straps. But then you're, you kind of realize I don't know how, to tight, how much to tighten this. I don't yeah. want to hurt the baby, obviously, but I want it to be safe and there's sort of shoulder pads. You have to kind of figure mm-hmm. out where those should be. The straps are all adjustable so that it can grow with the baby, but you want to make sure those are at the right level. So even though I got the base incorrectly, there was there were other things to kind of learn or at least go over and remember for the future that I learned there. Right. Well, speaking of learning things, I learned something that I was kind of embarrassed that I didn't know. Um, a few years ago, I had a friend who she had two little ones. She was moving out of state. She's like, I got to get rid of this baby stuff. So I went over there. I mean, and then she had this a ton of stuff, including this great stroller car seat combo. So we, you know, put it below our stairs for <laughs> a few years. And then we recently pulled it out and found out that it expired this year, 2016, nice. and which was something I didn't know that car seats expire. So Libby, mm-hmm. could you talk a little bit about why they expire and, well, and why you should not use it, <laughs> why right. you should not use an expired car seat? Yeah. So on the bottom, the back, somewhere on the car seat, there's going to be a sticker on it that says when it was manufactured, the manufacturer number, um, name of the car seat, all of that. And on it, your most car seats will have the date that says when it expires. Some of them you have to do a little research, call the company and say, hey, it was manufactured in this date. How long does it last? Normally around six years. Um, but the reason why those expire is because all car seats, um, most that we see out there are made out of a plastic. It's a heavy-duty plastic, but it does kind of warp and go through a lot of wear and tear, climate change, and things like that, so that the plastic just isn't as strong as it once was and won't hold up in a crash. Okay. And has that standard been around for a long time? or It has been, yes. yeah. Okay. So um, there's lots of car seats out there, and we see some from, like, the 90s even, and we're like, well, this has expired. And, you know, like you said, a lot of people don't know about it. Who's going to look for that little tiny sticker on a car seat? So, yeah, yeah that standard has been around for a long time. Um, just have to always kind of be aware of when your car seat was made. Uh, that kind of came up, and I because they aren't cheap. I mean, get a oh, nice no. car seat or yeah. a safe one, I mean, they they can be an expense, especially, you know, just for a lot of families. Um, so I think we kind of talked about that. We were both surprised by that. Another thing is um, buying a used car seat. Sometimes you'll pe- see right. people selling them or on Craigslist mm-hmm. or there's Facebook gr- groups for new parents. What is your advice there? Yeah. You- so we normally recommend only getting a used car seat from a trusted source. So a family member, friend, something like that. So you know 
the exact history of that car seat. What we're really wanting to make sure is that that car seat has never been in an accident. Um, car seats need to be replaced after they've been in a crash. So we want to make sure that the seat is safe to use for your child. And then also maybe it's not disclosed if the seat is expired. So only get them from a trusted source. So that, I mean, there are so many out there to you look on Target. I mean, and, I mean, any of those sites, like what advice do you give first time parents who are trying to figure out what to buy? Because sometimes you think, well, well, if I don't spend more, maybe it's not as good of a seat and I don't want to be cheap in this safety mm-hmm. situation. But at the same time, I don't want to spend a million dollars if I don't have to. Right. Yeah. So the more expensive seats, you'll kind of see that they have more bells and whistles on it. Mm-hmm. Are they 100% necessary? No, but they do have a lot of those convenient factors that a lot of parents do want. Um, but, you know, some of the cheaper seats, they're just as safe and that's perfectly fine. Um, at Safety Staff, we do sell seats at a discounted rate. Um, So that's always a nice option for families if, you know, money is an issue and you really, I mean, some of our infant seats, baby's only going to use it for like a year max. So you don't want to spend, you know, $4,000 on a car seat, which no car seat's that much. Max (laughs) is like $400 that we see. But um, yeah, you know, just spend what's ever going to work for you guys and make sure that it fits your baby. Every child and every car is different. So you kind of have to take that into consideration. Like with your car, it was smaller. So maybe you did have to spend a little more to make sure that that car seat would fit into that car. Okay. And then, so when you're when you're putting these in, do you also tell people, like, okay, then the baby has to face the back of the car? Right. And what are the rules on that for how long they have to, they have to look out yeah. the rear view window? So the American Academy of Pediatrics recommend that we keep babies rear facing until at least two years old. And we would recommend even longer. So um, a baby usually, and this isn't always the case, there's such a thing as an infant seat. So that's like the pumpkin seat where you take them in and out of the car. And then we have a convertible seat. And what that does is it's a seat that does rear-facing and forward-facing options for the child. So normally the infant seat won't last a baby all the way till two years old. They're going to outgrow it height and weight-wise, and you just won't want to lug them around anymore. So usually once the child moves into a convertible seat, we say keep them rear-facing until they've meet, uh, they have met the max height and weight requirements for rear-facing, and then turn them over um, once they've maxed that out to forward. And what's the typical age when they're done with a car seat, when they can be buckled up in the back yeah. seat? So um, after, a, after you, know, you switch to forward-facing, which minimum is two, we like mm-hmm. even longer if you can, Then you're going to move into a booster seat once a child is at least four years old and 40 pounds. And those are the state laws for Missouri. Um, Usually we don't see a child ready for a booster seat until about five because you kind of have to take into consideration their maturity levels. Are they going to stay in a seat and stay buckled up? Um, After that, legally in the state of Missouri, they can get out of a booster seat at eight years old or 80 pounds or four foot nine. At safety stop, we really go hard on that four foot nine. Um, what that does is it makes sure that the child is going to be tall enough so that the seatbelt won't be coming at their neck. So oh, really, okay. we see them until about ten or twelve being in a booster seat. Oh wow, I had no idea it was that long. Yeah, yeah, okay. and it's, I mean it's very different. You know, things change. I can honestly say I was not in a car seat that <laughs> right. long. So Me no, no. <laughs> yeah, so things change, and we just find that it's a lot safer for kids to be in a booster seat that long. What other questions do you get that are your most frequent questions or concerns? Yeah, so the one that's happening right now a lot is the coat situation. 
what should we do to keep our children warm in their car seats? Uh, we want to avo avoid heavy coats, snowsuits, things like that, because what happens is it interferes with how tight we can get that harness for the child. Um, we always want the child to be in the car seat under that harness, tight enough so you can't pinch any extra fabrics up at the shoulder. Really, you just want to slide about a finger underneath um, the harness strap at the collarbone. Okay. Yeah, when you have those heavy coats or jackets or anything like that, it interferes with how tight you can get that, and I like to call it fluff. So in a crash, what happens is that fluff of the coat or snowsuit will compress, and then the harness is going to be further away from the baby's body than you had originally intended. Okay. Yeah. So what have you been doing, Greg, when you take the baby out in the car seat? Well, we, she's so new, we haven't taken her out a whole right. lot. We okay. have, um, you know, we'll dress her fairly warm, but in just normal clothes, yeah. like a onesie mm -hmm. type thing. And then we have sort of a cover for our car seat that is like warm feeling. It has that nice right. fuzzy stuff they make for babies that they should make for adults too but it covers the whole thing and <laughs> mm -hmm. kind of keeps a warm little pocket in there and out of the wind and I don't know if that's I hope that's okay yeah yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah and that is good as long as it doesn't go underneath the harness system at right. all so there are some that kind of are like a little shower cap almost that go around the entire car seat that's exactly what we yep, have that's yeah. what you have yeah, that's elastic on the bottom and you just kind of cover it yep exactly yeah and that's perfectly safe it's not going underneath the harness and it's keeping the baby warm Another easy, simple solution is to harness the baby up nice and snug and then just put a blanket on over them. That's going to keep them nice and warm. And one thing I saw online, I was looking at, um, like, so they don't get hot, like the sun in their eyes. Because mm -hmm. I drive a Ford Fusion. It has this really back, rear, big rear yeah. view window. So I was like, well, how does she not? It's a, we're having a girl yeah. also. And um, how is she not going to get hot or the sun in her eyes? I mean, is there any ideas yeah. on that? So a lot of times on windows, you know, you see those different shades out there. There are some that pull down and there's some that are clings. We like to recommend using the clings. Um, okay. The pull down ones could become a flying hazard if you are in a crash. So we want something that's just going to stick right onto that window. Um, and when it comes to your baby and their body temperature, they're just like you. So if you have them all bundled up and everything and you have the heat on really high in the car, you get hot. Mm -hmm. They're going to get hot, too. So keep that in mind that we don't want to have them too bundled up. Yeah. So what are what are the most common mistakes that you that you see? Yeah. So a lot of them have to do with harnessing the child in um, either it's not tight enough or maybe the straps are at the wrong level. Um, you talked about changing the straps for different slots on your car seat. Uh, when a child is rear-facing, we want those straps to be at or below the shoulder, keeping the baby down in the seat. So if there's a crash, they're not going to fly out of the seat or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and when they're forward-facing, we want those straps to be at or above the shoulders, keeping them pushed back in the seat. Okay. Um, just kind of thinking about how they sit in the seat. So same with us as adults riding in a car seat with a seatbelt. Um, the seatbelt is pushing us back towards the seat back. And you were, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and you said mm -hmm. some people have, it's kind of a competition among new parents. They do, yeah. So a lot of times I'll get it where one parent will come in and they're like, oh, like check my seat, see how I did, you know. And um, if they did it correctly, then sometimes they're like, oh, can you please write a note? And okay. so my partner knows that I did this correctly. So we get that a lot. Um, or even with our pretests, I'll have, I usually allow parents to take it together. You know, it's something that they can discuss together. But I do have some parents that want to do it their own. And then the other person does it their own and they see how they Compare did. Compare scores, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is a competition and we love that, you know. It kind of makes them excited to talk about car seat safety and to keep their kids safe. So what should people do with an expired car seat? Because I will tell you what we did, and I don't know if this is yeah. right, but 
my husband like took it apart and recycled part of it and Mm -hmm. threw away what he couldn't because I had said maybe we should just use this car seat stroller combo like take it up to my parents we'll just use it as a stroller and that'll work and he said no that's that's a terrible idea (laughs) so he he did that route yeah and that's perfectly fine to um if you recycle it um a lot of companies won't take some of the plastic or recycling Mm -hmm. so maybe those are the parts that you couldn't recycle Um, But we definitely recommend cutting the straps, writing on the seat that it's expired, do not use. So if you do throw it out, people won't decide to use it for themselves. Okay. And then we went ahead and I emailed the manufacturer of the Mm -hmm. stroller and said, can you just tell me, because I tried Googling all the the numbers and it it was not going well. And as it turned out, there's only one car seat and one base that still fit it. So it made the decision. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was so happy. I'm like, I've never been this happy to have no choice in something, to have to look through and second guess. That's Mm -hmm. what was what our small card almost helped just to narrow the field down (laughs) because there are a lot of options out there. There There is a wide price range. And and like you said, it's something you can kind of guilt yourself into spending more than maybe you really need to for Mm -hmm. bells and whistles. So it's kind of nice to have the the choice narrowed sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And a lot of fire departments will help out too. Is that right, Libby? Yeah. Yeah, um, we're seeing more and more that fire departments are recommending people to come see us at St. Louis Children's Hospital. And um, I think that just has to do with the fact that they don't always have the staff that's trained. um, To become a certified child passenger safety technician, you have to go through a three-day course um, all about car seats, which who would have thought that there would have been that much information. (laughs) Wow. Um, Lots of seatbelt talk. But, yeah, so, and I just think that maybe a lot of, Departments, fire departments aren't able to send their staff over to do that. Um, But, yeah, they're constantly recommending people to come see us, and we love it. Do you do it anywhere besides at Children's? Yeah. We did did it there in the parking garage just for like a pit stop almost. Like you drive in, you stop right there, and there's a little education center, I guess, you have. But are there Mm -hmm. other locations? There are, yeah. So we have our main location at the hospital, and then we also have a location at the Children's Specialty Care Center. It's at 40 in Mason. Okay. So right off there, it's a really cool building. Um, so that's always a fun spot. And then we also are at Progress West Hospital a couple times a week. And then every Sunday, we're at the Magic House. Um, yeah. Oh, so that's okay. a nice little one. Um, we see a lot of new expecting parents there or toddlers who then go into the Magic House. So <laughs> yeah. it's a great option for parents. Um, and we do recommend scheduling an appointment through that 454 kids number for any of those locations. Mm-hmm. Um, the Magic House books up fast. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll kind of wrap it up here with one, one more question for each of you. Greg, what's your advice to a first-time parent going through this and trying to figure it out? Uh, just do some research. There's a lot of, obviously, online resources now. You can go. Other people have done this before you and, and yeah. done the research. <laughs> and you can learn from them. Um, but I, I do recommend, you know, going to one of these places because I, I learn stuff there even after researching. And there's a point where you have so much in your head that you just need someone to kind of sit down with you and do it hands-on. And that's what they were able to do there at Children's. So we appreciated that. Oh, yeah. And Libby, is there anything I didn't ask or I sh- and I should have or that people should know about this, especially for... For newbies? Yeah. Um, you know, I would just say don't worry about the car seats. I know it can be a very, you know, overwhelming experience. But like you said, we're here to help you guys and kind of hold your hand and talk you through everything. Um, we're always here as a resource to families. And we just always recommend that you start that car seat discussion early. So like you said, you were, what, three months three, out? Three, four months, yeah. Three, four months out. And then, um, you know, kind of figure out what kind of car seat you want. You can always call us and ask for our advice. Um, and then maybe start the install process about a month out so that, okay. you know, any unexpected changes happen, you're prepared and ready. That is a really good tip. 
So there are a lot of other podcasts on pregnancy in this series um, that Blythe has already done. So if you want to listen to more, um, one of the most interesting ones was this discussion on whether there should be a weight or, t- or two on cutting the umbilical cord. She's got podcasts on infertility treatments, whether expecting moms really need to do so many prenatal prenatal appointments. So there's a lot more from the medical side versus this one's a little bit more practical. Um, so check that out at stltoday.com backslash pod making babies stltoday.com backslash making babies um we got a bunch of other podcasts as well you can find those on whatever app you use to look for podcasts or on the website thanks for joining us today 